Welcome, everybody, to the Tea with Miss McGill show. It is Puka speaking. It is the star of the show. To your right, my left, Coach Reed Larson. Uh, episode 64, got a few special guests, as you can see. Uh, so we're going to dig into it again tonight. We're pretty excited. So how's things? Things are going well. It's uh, We're deep into the summer here, Puka. And we're and, on uh, final stretch. But you know what? Everybody's thinking about hockey right now. The Bantam Elites has taken off already right now, and you got high school elite league right around the corner. And uh, a lot of the guys that are excited about high school hockey, as we can see right now, we're bringing in some guys that are thinking about jumping in their first year of high school hockey. Absolutely. So I'll let you introduce these guys right after you uh, get us kicked off. Yeah, yeah. Got a quick ad read here. So our friends over at Aspire Heating and Control, uh, like I said, we're kind of in that final stretch of summer. But if you're still looking for air conditioning, these are guys you call. Also, don't forget about tuning up your a heating system because you know unfortunately sooner than later we're going to need those too so uh, aspire is your local brian dealer and the official heating and cooling company of your minnesota wild they specialize in gas electric and hydronic heating and cooling systems for existing and new construction residential and commercial installations are available forced air systems boilers heat pumps mini splits they got it all so give justin a call justin is a hockey guy so give justin a call he's of course licensed and bonded 218-999-5957. Uh, so what we're going to do tonight, we're going to dig, uh, kick it around here with a few of the uh, Bantam, well, PWA state champs a couple years ago, Bantam uh, state champs this year from over in Hibbing. So we've got uh, Benny Galley in black, Isaiah Hildenbrand in blue, and Kellen Elsner in white. And I told Kellen he should not be wearing a hat because his dad's a barber. He should be showing his flow. Um, so, uh, Chris, you can't be mad at me. I, I gave you the plug I tried. So, uh, so yeah, how we usually start off, guys, is just maybe Benny. We'll start with you and just just go down the line here. Just uh, you know, how, how'd you get started? Uh, you know, in, in in playing. I know you were, I coach you. You were skating pretty young. So uh, when did you start? If you remember, or just kind of how'd you get started? Oh uh, yeah, my dad kind of brought me to the Green Haven when I was really young, and just kind of taught me how to skate there. And I remember he always said I used to cry because I couldn't, I wasn't able to skate fast enough. So. <laughs> I finally got faster, and then I just played through all my youth and loved the game. Awesome. Isaiah? Because your dad um, played basketball. I wasn't expecting you to be a hockey player. Yeah. Um. Well, my brother started off playing hockey before I was even born, so kind of just followed his footsteps. And just like Benny, started off at the Greenhaven rink. Kellen? Yeah, same as them. I started off with the Greenhaven since I was little and just have played ever since. What's can Oh, I'm noticing a trend here right yeah. now. They <laughs> well, start wondering that these are going to be questions that come across here over the course of the next couple of years. Like, how do you guys win, you know, a state championship as Peewees? How do you win it as Bantams? And I just heard the same answer come out of three guys right in a row. Outdoor rink, outdoor rink, outdoor rink. Yeah, the what ODR. Yeah, the ODR. And it was easy for you, Kellen. You were like two blocks away, a block away. Yeah, a block away. You were there all the time. So... All right, so let, let's take a step back here. So obviously it was, what, two years ago, 2021. Of course, we had all the COVID stuff, but um, you guys are able to pull off the first state championship in Hibbing since 94, I believe. Does that sound right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. That Mom. Pee-wee team with, with like, a, well, <laughs> around here, it's Sapu, Willis, those guys. Okay. Uh, Perpich, yep. you, know, those, you know, that, that crew won uh, Pee-wee State way back in the day. Um, so I don't know, you guys can just kind of go, I mean, just like I said, obviously it's been a couple of years, but you know, just kind of, what do you remember about the year? Uh, what do you remember about the tournament? All that kind of stuff. Re it could be districts, regions, the state tournament itself. Are we talking the Pee Wee one first? Or, yeah. We'll talk to Pee Wee one yeah. first. Yeah. 
But go ahead. Who wants to start? I don't even remember much. I, it was kind of like it was quick. Like it feels like it was a long time ago, but it really wasn't. Like that gap in the in the COVID year felt like two different seasons, and we had to get back into it on that second the second swing. And it was I know it was hard to get back on our feet, but we ended up getting back on our feet and winning it. So yeah, yeah. I think a lot helped. We weren't in school pretty much ever. Oh so. yeah. Uh, our coach would open up that fairgrounds and we'd skate there like our normal like 9 a.m to like 3 and then we'd have practice 3 30 to 4 30 so a lot of our team spent all day there just skating and creating bonds and i feel like that's where a lot of our chemistry came from was that rink yeah that was an interesting year yeah. that uh i coached the bantam eight the bantam double a team in rapids that year and it was uh that gap, like you're talking about, was kind of a big changer. It's like everybody was wondering when that was going to happen, when the season was going to get shut down, and how long was it going to be before it started up again. And I remember it was, it was actually for a lot of people that lived either on some of the, the nearby lakes in the Iron Range, the lakes were really clear. They froze over early, and people were out on the lakes skating in the outdoor rinks there. I know the lake behind my house, I had kids out there skating on mine uh, during the break time. Yeah, actually, on that two-week suspension off COVID, Hildy actually made like three rinks at his cabin on Side Lake, Little Sturgeon, and we if, were there. if we weren't at the arena, we were there skating. Yeah, yeah for sure. But not organized. Not yeah, organized. it wasn't, it wasn't organized. organized. Yeah. They just showed up. It get turned in. Yeah. For a they just showed up. <laughs> yeah. Or he had to wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you had to wear the mask that year. Yeah. One positive test and your season would be done. Yeah. Well, really? Yeah. Well, pretty close to that. It was like it was some real interesting conversations about that. And now that we're a couple of years away, we can be a little bit more candid about some of these conversations. If you talked about it and poo-pooed the idea, you got canceled really quick by people in Minnesota hockey and the state of Minnesota. But you know, it kind of got to the point during that season where it's like nobody wanted to go to the doctor if they didn't feel good because then they were going to test you. And then you couldn't go anywhere until your test came back, uh, either positive or negative. You couldn't do anything because there was a test outstanding. And then if the test did come back, it's like, oh, crap. Now everybody that was close to you or within, oh, you know, close range. Now all of these people had to be considered tested or whatever, and it could shut the whole team down. So nobody even told kids to do this kids figured it out on their own and parents figured it out on their own that just don't get tested <laughs> no kidding um isaiah do you want to pipe in about peewees quick um yeah these two kind of said it just staying active during that break and always being at the rink okay so how did that so you know coach iozo is that his first year back um yeah 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 his first year back so so what was it like you know kind of getting learning him learning everything and and i guess did you did you guys start winning right away or did it did it take a little while um actually our first we started off 0-1 in the season our first regular game we lost to duluth east okay so so what was it like it you know pat's a pretty intense guy what, what, what was it like going from you know I don't even know who you guys would have had the year before, but, you know, stepping into Coach, Coach Rewards, actually yeah, our high school coach now. That's right. That's right. Yes. Okay. So, so how, uh, what was that like? So big contrast between Coach Rewards and, and Coach Iozo? Yeah. Huge difference. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, As of now. Yeah. So do you, guys, do you credit him with a lot of the success? 
Oh yeah. 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 Our, our practices were, they were tough, especially for peewee. So they were high tempo. We were always moving. And Hanno was the assistant coach. Yes. Yeah. Just him or did you have another one? Hanno and uh, uh, Joe, assistant Joe John, Knipes. Was yeah. yeah. Joe Knipes helped us. Well, and yeah. John, Johnny Rue helped us a little bit too. Okay. And Phil McDonald. So we had like yeah, four had, coaches, but only three were two or three were allowed on the bench. So one was usually in the stands. Okay. okay. During that time. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Cause of COVID, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Yep. That, that makes sense. So, so you, you start out 0 and 1. And then when did you guys realize that year that, you know, you had something special and you could make some noise? When we won, what was it? 17 to 1 against Coon Rapids in the scrimmages, was that? Yeah. Yeah. Scrimmages? Something crazy. And our first tournament was, uh, in Duluth, uh, oh, yeah. a bunch of good teams there. Yeah, and we end up we end up winning that tournament. So by quite a bit too. Yeah, I don't think we had a close anyway. game. Okay, so then you thought, well, hey, maybe we maybe we can put this thing together, huh? Yeah. yeah. Did you guys have uh, during that season? Did you have a significant amount of more of double A games that you played against just to oh, keep? Yeah, you, yeah. yeah a ton. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So a lot of the games that you, you know, you have to play a certain amount of district games against the single A teams. Yeah. Those are the teams that you're kicking the crap out of. And then you're playing some of these double A teams. You're still beating them. Yeah. Um, we kind of ran a Hermantown schedule. Yeah, just, was, just the yeah. single A games we had to play. And then we were pretty much double A up. Good. Okay. So what do you remember about districts that year? Kind of a breeze? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. They were in Greenway, I remember. I remember. No, they were in, they were in Hibbing, right? No, it was in, I think it was in Greenway. No, no, it, it was, was in, in it was in Hibby. Is that the Memorial Building? Were regions in Greenway then? I don't know. Or no, no, Virginia. No, I don't know. I don't know. No, it was it was in Virginia. Was it? Oh no, regions were in Virginia. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that yeah. was all. Uh, yeah, they yeah, were players. they were recording them on up north hockey. So oh, yeah. Now, so what do you remember? Because you had to go through a tough uh, East Grand Forks team in regions. I do now that I recall. Yeah, this. yeah, that was probably our hardest game of the that, season. Yeah, yeah. That was. Um, I. District on that one, four, five, two, five, so, two, yeah. three. I think we were down going into the third. Down. Yeah, I think you were down. Yeah, yeah. Panzer's kid was on that. Uh, Jeff Panzer's oh, yeah. kid's on that yep. team. Um, so, so yeah, that was in Virginia. And then, so you advanced from there. And where was State? Monticello. Okay. And who'd you match up? You had three games. Yep. Yeah. What was um, that? My room right now. I think we started off with. Go grab the thing Go. in your room. Hey, Benny, it's yeah. right. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, oh, I can entertain it for a second. Yeah, no, just <laughs> we'll give you guys a second. But in the meantime, uh, those of you listening, smash the subscribe button. We'd appreciate that. Hit the like button. The boys would appreciate um, that. Yeah. Mankato, Mankato, Minnetonka, and Northfield. Oh, so yes. Okay. So what yep. were the scores? Um, 6-0, 9-4, 7-1. Oh, geez. So, so they weren't even close. No. Championship game should have been 7 0. Yeah. Very controversial call. Uh, very controversial goal. It was crossbar. It was, I remember that. Yeah, I hit the crossbar, landed in between our goalie's legs, and they waved it in from the blue line. Yeah. <laughs> so the referee we was 0 1. Yeah, we went down 0 1. Yeah, the blue line. <laughs> well, you went down 0 1? We went down yeah. 0 1. 7 unanswered. And then we just. Buried them. 
Send it on from there. There's no other way to explain well, it. Well, you got just... irritated. That shouldn't have counted. So you got yeah. Yeah. started yeah. just kicking some rear end. All right. So who was so and maybe it's not the same in bands, but like who was the guy? Like who was the, did you guys have who was the DJ in the room? Caroline Bowles, too. Probably. Oh, oh, really? Okay. What are you guys rocking? Uh no. It depends if we're pre-game or post-game. Yeah, different playlists. Yeah, we got two different playlists. Holy before God. we mm-hmm. before it's like harder rap like King Vaughn and Twenty One Savage and <laughs> but after it's uh like Katy Perry, Katy Perry, uh-huh. T Swift, yeah. Oh, T Swift, yeah. Did you guys go to the concert? No, we no. didn't. Yeah, make no. it to Swifty Saturday Skip. in the cities, huh? Skip, <laughs> skip that. They didn't go to that. They didn't go to the premiere of the Barbie movie either. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, so you guys seal the deal. Like I said, first, first championship in Hibbing in, in, uh, you know, 20 some years. Um, so then, uh, obviously your first year Bantams and you come in this year, second year Bantams. Uh, what was the expectation or what was the goal right from the start? I think this. I think if we didn't win state, we would have been disappointed because yeah. we knew what we yeah. had. We knew, we knew that was the bar. Yeah. And did did personnel change much? You didn't have any move outs or move ins, right? Basically the same um, kids. Basically. Okay. Yeah, we just you lost um, Whit Rewards and Cole Swanson. They were on our Pee Wee team. That's and Braden Rewards. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah. Okay. so they have a couple of th- third year guys on that Pee Wee team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It would have been last. Yeah. So they were move up. They were squirt move ups. The, uh, yeah yeah so yeah yeah so okay so again how did how did this past season start um another loss we, right away we won two and then we had that school we had our school dance yeah we had a school dance and a 9 a.m game right after we played hopkins and we lost Ooh, so their minds weren't on hockey. <laughs> I guess not. It was no. on the dance. Really. And it was still scrimmages. Yeah, right? it was still no. scrimmages. We yep. just didn't have our final roster set. Well, speaking of that, who's who's kind of the ladies' man on the team? Tate Swanson. Tate Swanson, for sure. <laughs> Tate, Tate You're throwing him on the bus because he's not here. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's probably with some girl right now at the hotel room. Yeah, I'm that's probably why he's telling us yeah, the Zoom doesn't work. Yeah. He's occupied. <laughs> well, it sounds like what you guys need is a, just a big kick right away early in the year, and then it gets you guys going. What was your final record this year? Uh, four, uh, technically, I think 51 and three or something. No, like 51 and would we? I can look real quick. I got youth options. So close to six. Well, you went over 60 games then with preseason, I'm assuming, or right around? No, they're on, we're, yeah, somewhere around like 55 games, I think. Yeah. Almost 60. Okay. So, how many tournament wins this year? Just all tournaments? All of them. Probably three or four, however yeah. many we were in. Yeah, no, I don't, we were in four in their season. And, like, we were four in the season and districts, region, yeah. state, so seven. Seven, yeah. And, and topped off number one in all tournaments that you were in? Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, so then, okay, so let's, hopefully you remember something about this year. So what, well, I mean, where was it at? Take the coach bus. I mean, you guys got the big send off. I remember that. So, so, uh, well, maybe we we'll just start that. The anticipation. What was that like? Just going down. I mean, you know, you know, you're going. You, I mean, were you number one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were you feeling pressure? Uh, Tony Scott had us uh, losing though. So that was our. So that was our. That was our, our the motivation to yeah. prove Tony wrong. 
Well, that's all... good. Tony watches our show, so we're going <laughs> to yeah. give him a little thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, good. good. Tony always. You let him know already. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tony's uh, crazy. And he's the first one. You know what? He'll be the first one to say, you got me. I'm yeah. good for you, but he always likes to pick them. And <laughs> he did that to our, our Rapids Bantam team this year that ended up, they were, they were supposed to get destroyed in the first round of the state tournament by Maple Grove, who was number one in the state. And yeah, that was... Oh, wait a minute. They won. And yeah, we yeah. watched that game. It was a yeah, Carter Casey show. That one, but, but it was, uh, yeah. But anyway, it's same situation for him. He, he was, yeah. he had somebody else picked and then they, thanks Tony. Who, yeah. Who did he pick? <laughs> yeah. Who did he have? Yeah, had uh, Armstrong Cooper. They lost yeah, first game. Round. Armstrong <laughs> Cooper. Wow. Okay. Well, it's good for Armstrong Cooper that they're actually in a state tournament. I haven't literally – that's yeah. the first time I've heard of them in like 30 years. They were, they were number two all year long. Yeah, yeah, and we lost to them the year before in the state tournament. They knocked us out of the tournament. Yeah, so. So, so they've got a decent program, and, and – Again, don't know exactly what happened, but they they've they were good years ago. Like when I was in junior yeah, high and first couple of years of high school, they were really good and they dipped off hard. And you haven't heard about them or anything from them until just now. Just now, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're gonna get into the state tournament in just a second here, but I gotta uh, get a quick ad read in here from our friends over at the Ring Sports Bar and Grill, just down from the Hockey Hall of Fame over in Eveleth. Breakfast. Lunch, dinner, full bar, full menu. Still have their Friday fish fry, daily specials. Of course, hockey-themed establishment. If you haven't been there, it's pretty cool. So if you're in the Quad Cities, that's the place to be. 248-8582. Give Michelle a call. You can order in advance. You can also order online, the ringsportsbarngrill.com. Um, and like I said, when you get there, thank them for the Tea with Miss McGill show, but they will take good care of you in the Quad Cities. All right, so game one, who was it? Uh who was it? Oh, Chas Chaska Chenhassen. Yeah. Yep. Close. Uh no, no. no. Gee, the repeating I, theme here. I was gonna say it's a repeating theme, but I know there was one that was in there. It was kind of close. Was that the or yeah. second that, game? That was their second, yeah, that that was was second game. game. Yeah, that was a that was only scary. a few goals. Three one. We went down right away. And who was that? That was a Monticello. Okay. And that who you played two years ago in the. Finals? No, that's where it no, was. That's where it Monticello was. was the location. Okay. okay. Had you had seen Monticello during the year? Uh, like scrimmages. Yeah, beat them scrimmages. In and we kind of kicked their butt yeah. in scrimmages. And they just I, – I don't know if they were the most skilled team they per se, but they, yeah, they were grinders. They played it right. They Yeah, they grinded and they got everything deep and we just couldn't break it out. So maybe they did a little bit of research. Maybe they watched yeah. a live watch. Maybe they watched the video film on the old uh, I mean Chisholm Blue Jackets and had your scouting report at least for the first period. But adjustments were made, and sure they figured out how to. You guys figured out how to come out of that one. So three one with an empty net. Three. Uh, yeah. 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 It could have been barely. Okay. So you barely squeaked that one out. Okay. How was yeah. Coach Este on the bench during that one? Uh he, I don't more Schaefer getting yeah, wound yeah, up, but our, yeah. Gramps was kind of getting wound up, and Mac told us we've all been there in between periods. He said we've been there, we're we're better than them, and kind of calmed us down and yeah. got us ready for that. So what what time. game is it where uh, where Struckel did the old Michigan? That was, that state, was championship. state championship. That was a sick play. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, and who was that against? That was against Delano. 
Oh no. Okay. So Delano. Well, you'll be seeing them uh, in your high school years. You know, Delano usually comes up here. So, mm-hmm. uh, so what do you remember about that game? What was um, I remember we. I was really nervous because uh, I thought Delano was going to be really good. I thought they're going to be a little better than Monticello, and we went out there and I was uh, underwhelmed. Benny kind of started us Benny, off. Good. Benny started us off. Nice goal with the bazooka, Selly, and ever since then it was just straight downhill. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Love it. I bet your dad loved that, Benny. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> okay, so you you cap it off. Um, you know, must have felt great. Felt yeah, great. Yeah, to, yeah. Did it feel like a relief a little bit because you had some pressure. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but we knew. We knew the expectation, and that was our expectations too. So it was nice just to be able to prove ourselves. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. So, so the celebration goes into, you know, April, May, maybe even into the summer, and and now you're starting to think here late in the summer we're shifting gears into our our first year of high school hockey and and getting into uh, getting into the grind of of the next three years of your life, which could have some pretty big success. If you think about the last couple of years, I just going back. And I, like I said, uh, in the pre-show, uh, when you, when you think about some of the things that you guys did in the second year of squirts, the first year of peewees, um, the continuing types of training or skilled training what what are some of the things that come to mind because there's a lot of kids that watch this show and a good question for is what types of things do we need to do in order to to get to a state championship program there's a lot of area whether it's greenway or or rock ridge or grand rapids or even north of us watch the show What, what types of things do you remember doing as kids in order for you guys all to develop in order to be state champions twice. Yeah. Like we said, when we were younger, all of us were at that Greenhaven rink all day. Almost sunrise to sunset. Yeah. As soon as we could be out there and as late as we could be out there, we'd be out there. And that's all really I can remember. And if, and if the ice got rough at the Greenhaven, we'd go to the Jefferson. That's another few blocks away. The outdoor ice is a big key. Do you, do you remember any focuses uh, maybe in camps in the summer, things like that with Coach Iozo. Was there a focus in skating? Was there a focus in a couple of different things that you can think of a little more than others? Yeah, yeah. he really does preach the power skating. Yeah, he likes the power skating. Every yeah. every practice for peewees, we do like a half hour of power skating almost. He likes that a lot. Um, usually he has like spring and fall camps of power skating. but Yeah, there's no argument that Coach Iozo knows what he's doing. There's kids that from all over the area now that are going over, whether it's power skating to skate with them or whether it's just hooking up in his garage and doing some of his his dryland training stuff. There's a lot of people from the area. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have known Coach Iozo for a lot of years. I've known him for a lot of years. Um, But I think after, you know, one of his teams is winning a state championship and then another couple of years later, another one wins a state championship and the Bantam group wins a state championship. And there's a lot that goes into people are going, well, what is this guy doing with kids? Why this is happening? There's kids from Rapids over here that are going over there to work out with them. There's kids from Rock Ridge. There's kids from the area that are going over to work out with them because they know that the stuff that he does is legit. Is that confirmed by you guys that what he does is working? 
Yeah. Um, he just, he makes you a best version of yourself. Um, pushes you to be even better than you think you can be pretty much. Awesome. So obviously we are in the summer now and, and, uh, you get, you guys all play fall sports. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I do. I play football. Well, okay, good for you. Doing, okay. Good for you. So what have you guys been working hockey this summer? Yeah. Yeah. Every Sunday we do like a dry land yeah, and for have... a few hours. And then like, I think through like this month, we have like three power skatings down in Duluth with Brownman. Yeah. With Brownman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how about mm -hmm. shooting pucks? Yeah, just yeah. shoot pucks and lift, get bigger. But uh so uh, sorry about you guys. Um okay, so lifting a little, power skating, shooting pucks. Yeah. Yeah, the fairgrounds are set up right now for to go in and shoot pucks, so that helps. Okay, okay. So okay. Um so obviously you're gonna make your and we're gonna have to well, should we just do it now? Yeah, so why don't we why don't take, we take a quick break we're here? Take a quick break, and and we're gonna we're gonna have you guys. All right, we are back with the tea with Miss McGill show. A quick word from our friends over at ODR at the, in the Thunderbird Ball over in Virginia. So this is where we go for your swag. So you know, baseball caps, t-shirts, sweatshirts. They have really cool jerseys. Um, I call it the Gift Buyers Paradise. There's a lot more than just hockey merch there too. There's Minnesota themed everything there. So if you're looking for that perfect perfect gift for somebody uh boy man uh woman girl they've got a little bit for everybody they even have onesies about like a minnesota vikings onesie for a buddy of mine so um uh, iron ranger apparel exclusive home of odr swag over at the thunderbird mall in virginia all right so once again we have benny galley kellen elsner and isaiah hildenbrand they switch seats that's okay don't and get switch clothes holy cow <laughs> can't stop them so um okay so we kind of talked about the past so let, let's get into the future just a little bit here um obviously you guys will be heading into the high school ranks uh you know what's the excitement level i'm excited yeah, i'm excited yeah. faster pace bigger kids something new what's, new the schedule, what's the schedule look like this year i know i know where you are the very first game of the season yeah we've got you guys, you guys first guys I, I, I haven't seen it i have a schedule Coming over to the new and improved IRA Civic Center, so I know you're going to be there, and I'll I'll be on the bench across from you. Um, but yeah, so you, you've got the uh, you got the high school career ahead of you, and the expectations I'm sure are where they were when you're going into Bantams. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, definitely for upcoming two years. Yeah. This year might just be a learning curve, but a little development here. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's something that you probably figured when you went into Bantams the next year. There's a, there's always a gap, you know, yeah. where you you've played with those guys, but the the next group you're used to playing with, and another group that comes up behind you, you're used to playing with, and that group, you're going to notice that um, getting into high school, it's going to be there's going to be it's going to be even a little bit more different than what you might think. Like there might be a learning curve, but there might be that group of kids that you never played with. Uh, that senior group that you hadn't played with that maybe there's some gelling that takes place. You, you're familiar with the guys that are going to be seniors this year and, and have you skated with them before? Yeah. It's a small town. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone. So it's... you know, the guys, but, but you, uh, you haven't played with them on a team, correct? Um, well, Benny, and I, I, we have, yeah. we have, because okay. we were third year Pee Wee. So yeah, we, we moved up a year. Pee -wee's. 
that's so that's right. that's that's kind of what always throws a little bit of a gap there in high school. I've watched it for a bunch of years with you know youth hockey. You always play with one group, and then the next year you go to to the second year peewees, and then you got a group that's coming in that you that you know you always play with every other year. Then you get to high school and you're a sophomore. And there's that group you never played with, but that doesn't really fall into the mix for you guys. Cause you had three years of peewees, right? Yeah. Yeah. For us too. Not so it, as far as the, and I go back a long ways when it comes to looking at some, some pretty, uh, I guess, historic and, and fun teams. Like Puka was saying a little bit earlier that the group that uh, maybe the last group that had won a state championship back in the peewee ranks was in like 94. Right. And that was your, uh, Willis and yeah. crew that like could that. could have been Bantams. Maybe that was. Maybe Bantams it was. Bantams, it, yeah. But that's a, and then that goes back in a long period of time because I remember I played against those guys. Right. Yeah. And it, so there's a, a long history of success in Hibbing hockey, Hibbing Chisholm. I don't want to forget you. Chisholm Hibbing. Yeah. Uh, Chisholm Hibbing. Uh, there's a long line of success there going back through a lot of years of of Coach Desenzo and, and many, many more guys that went through there, even Grant Clafton there coached for a bunch of years and had some state tournament runs with Scotty Prunovich and the crew and, and, and Johnson's and, and all of the crew back there. So there's a long history of it and, and maybe uh, a little bit to live up to, but, but uh, how, how does the pressure seem to, to creep up on you here as you start to look into your sophomore year? Yeah, I know our town's expecting it. Yeah coming to a lot of people that they're just saying they're excited to watch us play, see what we can do in high school. So yeah, I think uh, if there's any, I think if there's any advice from a coach is that there's, there's always going to be pressure there and, and it, it's going to affect you uh, depending on how you deal with it. Right. If, if you deal with it, like, Hey, it's just, we're out here playing hockey with my friends. Uh, we're just going to do what we do. Uh, and you brush the pressure off and, and know that, you know what, it's just one game at a time. And it's uh you guys have had an, an unbelievable career up to this point already and that there's there's only great things that are going to happen ahead of you. And as long as you keep doing the right things and hanging out with the right people and keeping your nose clean, you're going to have success. Whether that success is a, a state tournament trip two or three times in a row or whether it's one or two or uh, I just look forward to the idea that somebody else and i can say this because i'm friends with pat andrews over at hermantown i just look forward to somebody else going to the state tournament other than hermantown it was really fun to watch greenway do it a couple of years ago that was a lot of fun um and i'm really excited to see the possibility maybe two or three times over the course of the next three years that somebody else goes from section 7a coming yeah. from a guy that used to coach I used to be the coach there in virginia and it was always difficult to, to make that trip and to bounce through there. So go ahead. I cut you off. No, I was just saying that's our, my biggest goal at least is to win the section as many times as we can knock off Hermantown. What, what, what's yeah. your success rate been against Hermantown through youth? Well, Peewee's we kind of smoked them, but uh, <laughs> I think we lost in overtime. overtime. 30 seconds left. In overtime. Yeah. We were up. We were up by we were, one 15 seconds left regular like the yeah, third period third but period. And then they scored what 15 seconds left and then 30 left in overtime we outshot them though like two to one okay so so they're they're the usual hermantown at your age group also yeah yeah, yeah they're strong yeah they're pretty good well, section but, seven um section seven a is going to be a little bit different this year 
There's going to be, it's going to be minus Rock Ridge. It's going to be minus Denfeld. Uh, it's going to be of an addition of Cloquet, Carlton, okay. uh, give or take one of the two. I mean, I don't know if there's much of a change when it comes from, you know, the Rock Ridge Cloquet situation, but you lost Denfeld from there too. Um, what do you guys think about that? Uh, I think Cloquet will be, it'll be pretty solid. Yeah. Um, Rock Ridge, I'm, in a way, kind of disappointed that they're moving up because we hate them so much over here that we want every chance we can to beat them. But and they've got they've got talent your age group too, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna sure. have a good group this year for sure. That's interesting that yeah. that, that, that comes across because I'm not surprised that you say, "Oh, we hate them," because it, it said I spent seven years as the head coach over in Virginia, and it was a lot of people would talk about, "Oh, it's the rivalry rivalry with Virginia and Eveleth. That's a big deal." And before I got there, it was always Hibbing in Virginia. It was Hibbing, Virginia, mm -hmm. Hibbing, Virginia. There were three or four or five section finals back to back to back that were Hibbing versus Virginia. Two years, it was Virginia. Two to three years, it was Hibbing back to back. And then maybe a miscellaneous Duluth Marshall in between. Um, but that's what I always saw was the kids, you know, from the, the Chris Weston era and right. the, the Friedlieb era and the Matt Niskanen era. They were always the oh just it's the hibbing rivalry with virginia and, and then for some reason that rivalry faded a little bit at the end and it became more of a rivalry with evelyn yeah yeah it is a little it's 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 a little disappointing you'll still have the game or two that you play them during the year which i'm sure it'll be uh packed the iron trail motors building in virginia or the memorial building it's, it's always a fun night to have those games uh, but there was talk uh and I don't know how far this goes down the line, but there was talk early on. And, and a lot of us knew that there was going to be that move from single A to double A with Rock Ridge and Denfeld. But there was talk of at least three other schools that were possibly going to do it. And Hibbing was one of them. And they'd end up doing it. Hibbing was one. Greenway <coughs> Rocker was one. Um, and those three decided they weren't ready at the time to do it. Uh, but Rock Ridge and Denfeld decided to do it. Any Any thoughts on... Hey, what happens in the next two to three years if Hibbing Chisholm decides they're going to make the move? Yeah, would you guys rather play double A or are you just happy where you're at? I guess I never even thought of that. I mean, we haven't got a shot at a state tournament since, like, what, 2000? It's been a long time. 11, 11, 11. Sure yeah, it's been a long time, so. It's I mean, also kind of hard to say knowing that we haven't played a season yet, so yeah, we don't even know what we're actually up for with single A. Yeah, yeah right. That but could be tough enough point. for us. It's a good point. It's like, you know what? This is what the program needs right now, too. It's it's needed it for the last five to six years, seven years of, hey, there, there needs to be a little success. And I think that's a smart move on the part, I think, of, of not moving that right away. There's a lot of people that said, okay, move it and see what happens and, and try to you know, to throw the middle finger up at Hermantown and well, this is what we're going to do. But um, I, I do see the detailed decision that administration did in Hibbing Hey, we're not going to do it right now. They've had success in youth hockey, you know, a couple of years in a row. And we want to see, we want to build it one step at a time. And the first step is to, to, to get that state tournament run as a single A tournament. We win a state championship. Let's talk about it. But right now we want, we want to build this program back. And I think that's what you guys have been, you've been doing it already in youth hockey and you're about to do it in high school hockey. I'm really excited to watch you guys play. Yeah. So how many guys move up? Uh, like our whole roster, I think I think we have one, no one or two. Dylan, maybe three that are not moving up. Dylan, we have three. 
Stroop or not, um, Fisher. Oh, he's a second year. Fisher is he's a second year this year. Well, Goss, Goss is also a second year, but he's going to stay on. Yeah. So two or three. So yeah. Got, so there's yeah. there's a lot of uh, um, guys going up. You guys excited to reunite with Coach Reworks then? Yeah. yeah. Super. That's got to be kind of nice, you know, as far as transition. You've already had him once. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a he's a great coach. So and Aaron Jamnick, he's yeah, also a great Jammer, coach. Yeah. Jammer's a staple in Aaron Range hockey. He's been yeah. had a real successful playing career and has been part of that hitting program for a lot of years. Yeah. He's always fun to coach against and he's fun to chat with after the game. He's a good dude. So all right. So um you gotta lay it on the line here. Are you three gonna be playing varsity this year? Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I guess we can't really say it. anything until tryouts are over. <laughs> I, I like, I like the, uh, I see, I see the confidence in your eyes, but I like the humble response. I'm sure Coach Rewerts would appreciate that because they had what uh, six, seven, eight guys leave. I think more actually. Yeah, it was like eleven. They're like eleven seniors. Oh, last really? Year. Yeah, there's only two returning defensemen, so we'll yeah. be young in the three back returning end. forwards. So, okay. So, so it gives you as good of a shot as any. So, um, so let's get back to the summer just real quick here. How about like this spring and stuff, all-star hockey stuff Did any of you guys, what were you guys doing as far as all-star hockey? Maybe start with Isaiah and work, work to your. I haven't really done anything. Kelly, yeah. you did some stuff this spring, didn't you? I just did, uh, me, me and Isaiah did one tournament. That's really yeah, it. Benny. And we did, uh, HP. Or me and Benny did HP. Benny made it farther than I did, and I didn't play very good. But yeah, just it's been more of like a for me, it's been more of a strength than trying to gain weight. You're trying to gain size. Weird, Benny. I've had these conversations. Go ahead. I'm gonna yeah. chime in on that in a second. Go ahead. Yeah, just my CCM stuff. Uh, the sanctioned team and the 54 team, and then I did try out for the elite, elite team, but I did not make that one. So okay. But I knew I, w I wanted to chime in on that because it's, you know, for a lot of years, just running a program over Virginia and being involved in over here and being involved on a Wilmer before all of this, everybody always had their little conversations about, well, I want to play this AAA league in the summer and I want to play for this team. I want to play for the blast. I want to play for the wings and nothing against playing games. Right. But it seems to me there's a focus right now that, uh, the champions are talking about, and there's a lot of people that do this. It, it's called training in the summertime. It's called, yeah, you can get off the ice and get on there and do some skill stuff, but it's not just playing games. It's honing in skills. It's working on strength. It's working on speed. Uh, and even probably some of the team stuff that you guys do, the bonding things that you've done, just, you know, like you said, you do some things together on a Sunday nights, Sunday nights with dryland. Some of that is the, what you're doing to train, but it's also getting guys together right? And hanging out a little bit. But when you're done doing your exercises, I'm sure guys are going off and doing things and hanging out together. So there's a lot to be said about that. It's that it's the, the triple A and, and I always called it checkbook hockey. Uh, you know, it's easy to sit and put these teams together, but if you got $3,000, you're going to make the team, right? Uh, there's, there's a lot to be said about people that are training in the off season and what you guys are doing. Like you said, you're, you're working on some strength right now. You're working on putting some weight on, uh, you're doing some power skating. You guys mentioned those are the things it's going to take to continue to get better. Well, it's interesting you say that because I was telling you in the in the pre-chat, I was down, I was in Duluth and saw uh, Neil Pionk and he had some ice. I went over there 
Scotty Perunovich, Cole Kepke, Carson Kuhlman, Neil Pionk, Andy Walensky, and they were not scrimmaging. They were they were doing different types of passing and skill work. So, um, like you said, it's not just you know not just all the games and stuff. Sometimes it it's a little bit more than that. So, um, but anyway, that's it. That's about all I have. What yeah, you- no, I, I'm just excited for you guys. I'm excited for for Iron Range hockey. I'm excited for Hibbing Chisholm hockey for area hockey. Whether you're on the range or not, if you're close by. You know, even the the Bemidji's, the Brainerds, people have been watching you guys for four or five years now and watching the success that you guys have had. And yeah, that might throw a little expectations and a little pressure on you, but you guys are going to deal with that just like you dealt with it this year. And uh, I just want to wish you the best of luck and a, and a huge invitation. Um, it's going to be fun to see you guys come in on, I think it's November 22nd, you to step into the new and improved IRA. It'll be the first game played there. Uh, with the new roof and all the new improvements. So it's going to be fun to have uh, you know, the Hibbing Chisholm Blue Jackets in the building that night with uh, with a great sophomore class coming in. Absolutely. So uh, any, anybody you guys want to thank? Before we uh, just our community. Coaches, our community. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. had everyone that's helped us. Yeah. Yeah. We had lots of sponsors. Going for, this year at State, we had a lot of sponsors, lots of sponsors for buses yeah, and for... food. Yeah, it, it was, was really amazing. Yeah, it was, it was. It's cool that we can help bring our community together by winning games. And, yeah. and thank parents too for hauling us all over yeah. the state. Yeah, it's a big part of it. Hotels, yeah. food, gas, all of that. Giving up their winter. We're gonna be happy that the bus takes you guys this year, and it's only what <laughs> twenty-five games, right? What's the season? 20, yeah, you know, twenty-five. Instead of playoffs, instead of fifty-five, a little, little easier on well, the parents this year. Two Get things. a few weekends off. They're going to be excited about the bus taking them on every trip, and they're going to be excited that you get to keep your gear at the rink every day. <laughs> yeah, get the smell out of the house. All right. So once again, Benny Galley, uh, Kellen Elsner, Isaiah Hildenbrand, we appreciate it. again. Congratulations, two-time state champions. Um, not just for the community is it rare, but it's you know it's rare anywhere in any sport to be a two-time champion. So uh, congratulations and thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. All right. Good luck the rest of the summer. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Awesome. All right. So just going to be reading. I uh, finishing up here. Just want to say a quick hello to our friends over at Fortune Bay Casino. Make plans today to visit Fortune Bay Casino Resort and Casino on beautiful Lake Vermilion. Uh, They have 172 smoke-free rooms, indoor pool, full-service marina, RV park, of course, world-class golf. Everyone knows that. Several dining options. Bar 24-7 gaming, of course. So visit fortunebay.com for more details. I'm planning to trip to Fortune Bay Casino today. Well, that was pretty good, huh? Yeah, no, it was a good crew of guys. Uh obviously one guy couldn't get in there, but it was uh it was fun to get the three that were able to show up and, and just being able to have conversations with it, it, winning in organizations like that, especially if it's back to not back to back, but if it's you know when then you got a year and then you win again as a second year. That, that isn't an accident. I mean, that doesn't just right. happen. It's, it's things that have been done. It's work that's been done. They mentioned the people that were there. Rewerts was coaching in, in their youth. Iozo was coaching in their youth. They talked about all the things they did outside on the outdoor rinks. Yeah. You probably know what rinks they're talking about. I have no idea because I don't know the Hibbing, but the Greenhaven rink, yeah. it's, it's just like anything else. I mean, if, if you, are aspiring to be 
a state champion, it doesn't just happen when you're a Bantam. It, it takes place when you are doing the right things as a squirt hockey player, when you're doing the right things as a first year and second year peewee. Uh, same thing comes through with, you know, jerseys that are hanging in the background here. I've got uh, going back to the 17 state championship team. Those, yeah. those guys uh, had won a state championship when they were second year Bantams. Yeah. You know, they were uh, competing in a peewee state tournament. It was, there's things that, took place that got them to where they were. And it's just fun to see those guys. It's going to be fun to watch what happens and, yeah, and yeah. over the course of the next couple of years. Yeah. There's some excitement. Like you said, uh, maybe some competition for Hermantown. All right. So just a few shout outs here before we sign off. Uh, I did run into Jake Bischoff. He's re-signed. So he's going back to Henderson with the silver Knights. Of course, he's property of the Las Vegas golden Knights. So congratulations, Jake. Um, you got some news on Garrett Hendrickson. Yeah. Garrett Hendrickson, uh, the former, Virginia Blue Devil, the son of former head coach Keith Hendrickson, uh, Virginia, Virginia MIB, just named the head coach at Augsburg, Division Three College Hockey. Uh, I never had the chance to coach Garrett, but I I will be really excited about saying this. I think Garrett did some of his first coaching coming back the years after he graduated high school. He was back in our summer camp. Okay. that I took over Keith ran that summer camp for a bunch of years. And and I took that over when I took over the head, head coaching job and Garrett was always back working with the peewees and working with the Bantams. And, uh, and then he went off and played his junior hockey and played his college hockey at Concordia. Uh, and then kind of started with the coaching. He actually kind of kicked in with the coaching right away after he got out of, out of his, his college playing days, he jumped in with, uh, with the Minnesota iron Rangers over in White Lakes. Right. He coached yes. with Todd Krybeck over there with the Minnesota Iron Rangers. He ended up uh, the small little stint um, with the Wilderness. He ended up out in Bismarck for a little bit in the North American Hockey League uh, and then found his way with a, a big assistant coaching job with Augsburg. And uh, their coach just took an assistant coaching job, I think, was it with the Gophers? It stepped oh, up, taking the Gopher job or associate head coach of the Gopher job. And that head coaching job at Augsburg opened up. And it just you just seen all the things go step by step by step for Garrett. And I can't tell you how excited I am to see him and his hard work and uh, what a what a great kid, what a good family. Just excited to see him and his new venture as head coach at Augsburg University. Best of luck, G, for uh, for that job for you. Really yeah. excited for you. Absolutely. Yep. Good luck. All right, that's it for episode 64. Anything else to add? Nope. All right, so please comment, leave a review if you can. Uh, share, sharing is caring. We appreciate that. If you want to contact us privately, LLC at gmail.com. Uh, Tea with Miss McGill. Find us Instagram, Spotify, the Musi app, Apple Podcasts, T McGill on Twitter, and then on YouTube and Facebook, it's Goat Sports Media LLC. As always, we've got some merch in the background there, 20 bucks for tees. Um, DM, just get a hold somehow. Uh, we can get you one of those. Um, you know, if you'd like to advertise uh, on the show, please email us. Uh, speaking of advertisers, we've got the greatest partners ever, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill, Iron Ranger Apparel and ODR Apparel, Fortune Bay Resort and Casino, Aspire Heating and Control, and Iron Range Goalie Academy. Go read Larson. I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. <laughs>